T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. The sad, sad news. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues. Welcome back to the Mark Reardon program. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for the next couple of hours. And we heard from Dave Murray in the last. If you want a recap of what he was bringing up, essentially it's going to get bitterly cold and stay that way for the next couple of days, particularly through the overnight hours. We might get a little break by Sunday for Christmas, but it's not until next week. I think he said till Wednesday of next week or so that you get temperatures back up to what about 40 or so. It's uh, going to be a test on your furnace. Let's hope for the best. I've already started sweet talking my furnace. I would go into the uh, room. What do you say? say? What do you say to it? I say, baby, don't fail me now. And I give it a little rub on the side and say, we're going to get through this together. You know, just a little bit of encouragement. And I don't know. It seems to work. I have an old furnace and it doesn't conk out. Oh, please don't. Baby, don't do that to me. That's what I say. Sometimes I plead with it, too. Yeah. Pleading usually works. Yeah. That's nice work. One quick thing, and I don't know if you saw this story, but we know the big prisoner swap that happened with Brittany Griner and then the uh, merchant of death between us and Russia. Brittany Griner, the WNBA player that was caught trying to uh, fly out of Russia, and she had some, you know, vape pen or something in there with an illegal narcotic substance. She was held, and eventually a lot of people got upset, you know, because she was found guilty, was going to stay there for a long time, which led to the prisoner uh, exchange that was controversial considering what we gave up. And what a knucklehead Brittany Griner was to uh, even consider trying to transport through the airport an illegal narcotic. But either way, she was welcomed back to Waco, Texas. You want to guess how many people were there to welcome her back. Now, we're talking about an international hero to some people. They look at her as, oh, this is fantastic. She's like a civil rights icon. She's known across the, uh, the world because of this prisoner exchange. You would think there would be a large crowd to welcome her back to the hometown there in Waco, Texas. Do you want to guess how many people showed up? How many? 20. Wow. That's not a much. <laughs> and uh, all of like local media and ESPN were very upset because they said, this is a travesty. There should have been more people welcoming her back. If anything, I think it may prove that the people that were critics of this exchange are probably in the majority in the way that they feel about how this all played out. Yeah, 20 people showed up. Jeez. And, yeah, yikes. Okay, let's uh, go to Sue's News. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. Fred, I was driving down the street uh, before I left on vacation, and uh, a truck 
came and kind of cut in front of me and not, you know, against the law or anything. But I heard something come flying through the air and hit my windshield. Is Ooh. that not the worst feeling? Oh, that, that's awful. Mm. That's awful. Did and the driver look like Mark Reardon? <laughs> well, no, because he was still in his car. Oh, ah, okay. So he hadn't gotten out of the car to yell at me for anything. But, uh, yeah, and I thought, man, and that's the third time I've had this car for a year, and that's the third chunk of something that has hit me it goes in spells uh, and and i always like when i'm driving home and something chinks on my yes. windshield i'm like oh. man i should have stayed in that other lane it really bugs that me. noise right Ooh, that noise hurts and it's a mystery at first sometimes you'll run over something and you hear the clong and you'll think oh no what did i just run <laughs> yes. over yeah the same that's a terrible feeling because then you're distracted. You're scanning your windshield. Oh, is there a chip somewhere? Is there a crack somewhere? You want to know. No, That's what I was going to ask. Is it an immediate jump or is it like, a, is it a, like, a, oh, are you kidding me? I, it, was, it was an, oh, you're kidding me. Mm. First I jumped and then it was an, oh, you're kidding me, Ethan. And now, since that was the third one and the, the other two were little, I thought, well, this can't be bad. This one was big. So what was it? It was, I guess, a rock. I don't know. It, they call it, a, I guess, a star shape. And fortunately, it was out of the driver's view. But I had to go and get it fixed. And I was really nervous that they wouldn't be able to fix it because windshields now are really expensive because they have all that fancy stuff on them. Because you have cameras telling you who's too close. and to, I mean, it can cost a lot. And my deductible is high because... I don't like to pay for that. You right. know what I mean, Fred? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, the good news is they were able to fix it. I took it to Safelite, of all places, and they fixed it, and it's fine. So it's still there. It's just much smaller. And the guy told me, if this were in your line of vision, we would have had to replace it. And I missed it probably by mm, six inches. Wow. So I was really, really relieved. Did you get it fixed when you got back from vacation? Yeah. Okay. I set it up because, you know, everybody scares you online. They're like, well, it'll get, it's going to spread. It's going to spread <laughs> if you don't get in there. And I you know, I picture myself driving That's down it. the road with this yeah. huge thing. Oh, it scared me. But it, it's now fine. But uh, it sent me back some change, but not as much as it would have. And uh, I just bring that up because I was thinking about it on a day like today. If you've got any kind of windshield issues or if you can't see anyway, I mean, visibility was not great this morning. And if you've got old windshield wipers or anything like that, you this is not a good day to be taking that car out. All right. On this day in history, in 1945, it was the busiest day in St. Louis Union Station history. Kind of picture it, can't you? The station was jammed with servicemen returning home. We had incoming trains and they were running four to eight hours late. The railroads were trying to give preference to military personnel, but a lot of soldiers and civilians were left behind when the trains pulled out because they were just crammed into the aisles because it was 1945 in St. Louis. I kind of like to think about those things. I really wish I could have seen Union Station in its heyday. Me too, Fred. Oh, Ryan, when was the last? Have you been down to Union Station since they redid the whole thing on the inside? Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, I think it was there about five years ago, and it's unbelievable isn't it beautiful yes. inside there stunning uh, so i was inside before they built all the cool outside stuff but i've also been to the outside union station aquarium the ferris wheel things like that that whole area is really cool yeah I i'm glad it, it it deserves a resurgence um and this has some music ethan on this day in history in 1958 this was the number one song 
All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? I say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Okay! <laughs> uh, this song drives me bonkers. <laughs> but, I, I, okay, am I the only one? In, okay. When I was a kid, my mother used to, uh, had a friend who would give me the hand-me-down clothes because she had five daughters, right? And I always okay. had to wear whatever these people wore. And they also gave me a hand-me-down album. And this was it. Oh, no. Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's the worst possible album to have. So along with some skirts that were about 10 years out of date, I got this album. Is is this any worse than Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? No, I think it's a tie. (laughs) I think so, too. Except the entire album is singing like this, Fred. (laughs) <laughs> oh, not just this hit. Yeah, it's no, no, the entire album. Everything else was forgotten, yeah. but this is the one that Correct. hung around and is still around. And every year, you have to go through those beautiful two and a half minutes on the radio of listening to this. But song. what kills me is that in the 50s and 60s, these kind of songs made it to number one on the charts. <laughs> Isn't that mind-boggling? <laughs> I, this was number one. I think there weren't as many choices. Maybe that's then. it. I don't know. Wasn't Frank Sinatra singing? I mean, come <laughs> on. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to do back then, too. You would probably sit and study the liner notes on the album, even though you hated it. It was like the only thing to do at the time. <sighs> you, you might be right. And on this date uh, in 1996, this is a happier event. Brett Hull became the 24th player in NHL history to score 500 goals. We're ready to begin the third period. And the Blues lead at 5-3. Blake with a puck for Los Angeles. Playing it over to Potomsky who dumps it in. Pronger back. Pronger trap shut. There's a dangerous move. Mateau, Turgeon Hall. This is Mateau. To Turgeon Hall looking for 500. He shoots. He scores! Brett Hall! Number 500 for Brett Hall. He becomes the 24th Now, how cool was that, Fred? That was great. I just love hearing that blues horn. It's so loud, but oh, I so, so love it. Great. And the fact that it was a keel, love it. Now, listen, uh, the, not only, of course, did that come in, at home and a hat trick, but Brett and his father, Bobby, became the first father and son to join the 500-goal club. Wow. Isn't that awesome. awesome? I don't know. You just can't. I can't get enough of, like, old... Great St. Louis sporting event. Uh, I guess it's not video, but uh, audio. I just love it. That's really cool. All right, uh, we move on in Sue's news. Uh, have you heard about this? Netflix has figured out, and actually they've known all along, that people are sharing passwords. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, 
they ignored it kind of through 2020 because so many people signed up for Netflix again in 2020, or I guess they got extra people, that they were making money hand over fist and they didn't really have to deal with it. But now they are saying that in 2023, they're going to try to crack down and, uh, you know, track down these people. Now, I was just in a hotel room. Maybe one of you can help me out on this. And on a hotel TV, I signed into Netflix with mine, but I couldn't figure out how to sign out. So it's like the next person in there going to be, can you automatically get into my stuff? I hope not. But I stayed at a hotel room, and I was concerned about that, too. And it said on the TV that whenever you check out, it automatically logs everything out of the TV. Thank you, Ryan. I've been worried about that. Okay. Because I didn't (laughs) see that message, and I tried for probably 10 minutes to try to figure out how to log out. Okay, thank you. I feel much better. (laughs) Because that's what you do now on the road is you sign into Prime or Netflix and watch your stuff there. So you haven't checked your Netflix watch section to see if there's any weird movies or television shows that have popped up. I, I Dumber, I the Jeffrey Dahmer shows. Or I, well, yeah. one time someone did steal my Netflix password and they had two weird names. I can't remember what they were. And they got in there and were um, watching weird stuff. And I had to change my password. At first I thought, I mean, it was so long ago that I thought, oh, well, I don't know what that is, but I'll just ignore it. And then really weird movies started to pop up, and I thought, okay, I can't stop. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Well, starting in 2023, they're going to crack down on that. And they've been testing some add-on payments for password sharing in some different countries. So, you know, if, if a primary account owner... You have to give a verification code to somebody outside your household who wants access to the account. And then, you know, if they can track the codes and see who's using it and who should pay for the service, they'll do IP addresses and kind of track it down. So it's kind of a pain on their part, but they think that so many people are doing that. And then we'll see if Disney does it. Does that catch on with other services? Because that goes on a lot. Yeah, I heard Netflix was considering a drone strike to your house if you try to steal <laughs> Netflix. Is that true? Really? No. You know drone what? That's striking. not mentioned. Thank you for uh, asking. <laughs> and a company in Japan has a new blue—it's actually a Bluetooth mouthpiece. Have you heard about this? It's called MUTALK, M-U-T-A-L-K, that you strap it to your face. It kind of goes over and around your mouth and muffles your voice— for phone calls in public and for doing, you know, any kind of video game thing where you're in the, oh, what do you call that, the metaverse? Because mm, people yeah. are really loud. It's for loud talkers who can't keep their voice down. So they're pretty bulky and they kind of look like a, a VR headset for your mouth. It takes like a big old <laughs> elastic strap to keep it in place because it's so heavy. It looks kind of crazy, but you can use it hands-free. And they just finished and got it out on the market this fall. So they say it lowers the volume of your voice by 20 decibels and 30 for really loud talkers. They run about 140 bucks. So even somebody right next to you is not supposed to be able to understand what you're saying. Now, I am driven insane also by people talking on speaker when they're walking around. Why do people do that? But if you had a, um, I don't want to hear your conversation. I hate that. But if you had this, maybe we wouldn't, but you'd look like a a crazy person. So I don't know what's going to win. But it's called MU Talk. Yeah. You said it's a hundred some dollars for this thing? 140 bucks. 
Oh, man. It just, you know, those movies where someone's taken prisoner and they just like take a rag and they wrap it around the guy's head, you know, to kind of jam <laughs> yeah. it in the person's mouth. That's so much cheaper than trying to buy this electronic. You know what? I, I don't know why they don't put that in the small print. Listen, if yeah. you really want to save money, just buy a rag. The yeah, have you know, tried that, a rag? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like another parent hack for you, Ryan. Yeah, yes. What about that, uh, Ryan? Yeah, when. So we still have a young one that takes midday naps. So when our older son gets a little bit loud, I can see this coming in handy, just like <laughs> locking this onto his head and saying it's for your own good so you don't wake up your sister. And then he puts that on and he doesn't have to worry about being too loud. Hopefully he thinks it's cool. And finally in Sue's news, we have today's random fact. I have so many of these things. Okay, I'm going to go this one. The highest score anyone's ever gotten in a video game is 23.4 quintillion points. And it was a guy named Tom Duncan who managed to get that score on the Atari game Garfield in 2008. <laughs> and that's it Garfield. for Sue's News. Mm -hmm. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I wonder if in Mitch McConnell's head, it's just nonstop Christmas music. He's walking on sunshine that this spending bill has now passed. Uh, I'm not looking at it as a win. And there's a lot of people wondering, you know, what's going to be happening next with this? Joining us now, a research fellow with the Economic Policy Studies with the Heritage Foundation, Joel Griffith. Thank you for coming on to 97.1. Hey, thanks for having me today. That's a lot of money. So it looks like all is pretty much done in the Senate. I think Senator Mike Lee out of Utah said we got to do something about the border. And I'm not going to allow this to pass until we address that. And it looks like Schumer jumped in quickly and said, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't worry about the border. It's fine. And it looks like there's enough support to get this thing through. So it looks like these uh, 1.7 trillion could probably swell up to 1.8, 1.9, 2 trillion dollars before you know it. Um, it. What's your thoughts on this uh, spending bill? Well, it's number one, this is fiscally irresponsible. American families are already suffering from sky high inflation created by money printing to fund massive government expansion. And, you know, the hope was 
maybe Congress would come to its senses, both Republicans and Democrats, and actually rein in this spending. Instead, they're passing a pork-laden bill that's going to rely even more on deficit spending, much of which will be printed. And what's really sad is after we had a win for conservatives this fall where Republicans took over the House and they're united in opposing this measure, sadly, 18 Republicans in the Senate joined all Democrats and the two independents to pass this bill. It only took 41 of 50 Senate Republicans to simply say no. And we could have stopped this measure and given the conservatives that are coming into office in January a chance to get this under control. Instead, they passed a massive bill. It's a slap in the face for the Republicans that voted for this. That is a slap in the face to conservatives and independents and sensible Democrats across the country that voted for a Congress that promised to rein in the spending. And now they're going to lock it in, not just for the next year, but when you pass an annual budget like this, it actually locks in the baseline spending even higher, meaning that each and every year we're just going to add on a few more percentage points onto this growing, growing federal budget. And, you know, that's not even the worst of it. You mentioned the border issue. There's nothing in this to secure our border, but there are billions of dollars in this budget to secure the borders of other countries. There's billions of dollars to support the defense of Ukraine. And, of course, Ukraine does need our help. But to think that we're going to leave our border wide open, and then on top of that, sorry sorry to ramble here, but on top of this, there's almost uh, $700 million being given to the city of Washington, D.C., the local government, $4,000 per family in D.C., just another massive giveaway courtesy of taxpayers across the country. Oh, my goodness. Wait, what? So there, there's a stimulus written to, into this for specific people? Say that again? Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, so I was combing through this the other day. I spent a few hours, and I found a few pages devoted solely to the local government of Washington, D.C., $770 million that are going to go fund local government operations, such as the courts and health and water and sewage. And that's on top of the taxes the local residents already pay. The government of D.C. is already bloated. They're spending tens of thousands of dollars per pupil to failing public schools. And, of course, the crime rate is out of control because they have a left-wing corrupt government in Washington, D.C. And this bill forks over another $750 million to those corrupt, inept local Washington, D.C. leaders. Wow. All right, let's do a Vegas odds. Uh, I like to look at the over-under. So the over-under on the number of senators that actually read this bill, and I'm going to set the number at 0.5. Would you take the over or under on the number of senators that read the bill at 0.5? I'm actually going to take uh, take the under. I mean, we're betting uh, Me too. there might be a single <laughs> senator, maybe. And, you know, there might be a few. There, 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 there's a few solid conservatives. But here, here's, what, here's, the, here's the bottom line. Even for those senators that would want to read every word, it's not humanly possible. You know, we have great senators like Senator Mike Lee, Senator Rand Paul, Senator Cruz, and a number of others that voted against this monstrosity of a bill. But we're talking about a bill that is nearly 4,500 pages. Part of my job at Heritage and my colleagues is to actually read through that bill. But you're talking about 4,500 pages. That's equivalent of around 15 novels that you had just days to read. And if you look at this bill, each page references other pieces of legislation that have been passed in years before. I really don't believe there's any human way possible to read through this whole thing. It took dozens of my colleagues at Heritage Foundation most of this week combing through this, and we still haven't been able to read through all of it. So I really doubt a single senator, even the ones that wanted to, I don't think they had a chance. There's just no way humanly possible anyone in that Senate had a chance to read through this in its entirety. Yep. I had a friend in the 90s that loved 
Marlon Wayans or Damon Wayans, and he was in a movie called Blank Man, and his superhero ability was he could touch a book and absorb anything from that book. That is the only way these senators would be able to get through this bill is if they had some superhuman power, because the bill itself was like 6,000 some pages. There was 4,000 earmarks. So all these different projects that were added onto it. And as far as I'm concerned, these senators probably just double checked that their earmark was in there and didn't care about anything else and all the debt that we're going to be occurring because of this bill. And it's a shame. So now what happens? It was it go to the House and pretty much this thing has a clear path in before the new uh, House takes over. Well, absent uh, Democrats uh, joining uh, conservatives in the House voting against us, it is going to go through. I uh, don't have much hope that the House is going to stop it, although I hope they do. And, you know, there's other pieces in here besides the enormous spending, which is already devastating to American families. We at Heritage, we found a piece in this bill that is going to provide approximately $500 million for reproductive health and family planning centers. And get this, these centers are going to be targeting areas in which biodiversity is threatened by human existence. Think about how warped that is for a second. We're going to be funding pretty much abortion clinics in areas of the country that the elites in D.C. believe that those new babies are going to pose a threat to animal life. How sick is that? I thought we had laws that prevented that from happening. How did they get around that? Well, they get around it by, let's say, you have Planned Parenthood, which provides birth control and also abortion services. Well, they say, well, hey, so long as the money is going to family planning outside of abortion, then we're not really funding abortion. But as we know, money is, uh, is fungible, right? You give somebody $100 and you say, hey, spend this only on broccoli and cauliflower, well, they might spend your $100 on that, but guess what? They might spend that other $100 on, I don't know, beer and frozen pizza. That's how money works. Oh, man, you're right. And it's it's such a shame. Uh, there's so many things written into this that's such a shame. When you consider the shape that the economy is in right now and we're adding more debt and we're talking about already terrible inflation, we've already looked at how – so many American homes have been hit because of the inflation, how much extra they're spending because the cost of goods has gone through the roof. How do you see this new spending playing into the struggles that most American families are already facing? Oh, it's, it's going to add insult to injury. The typical family already has seen a real pay cut of more than $6,000 per year since Biden took office because of inflation. I don't want to put all the blame on Biden. A lot of that spending was actually signed into law by President Trump as well with the Republican Congress. But Biden and the Democrat Congress have made it even worse. And no one seems to be learning from the pain that we're experiencing now. Instead, they're promising to make this government even bigger. And, you know, it's not just that we're going to have higher taxes to pay for it. We're going to have the government borrowing more, which takes capital away from businesses. And look, when those debt markets dry up and there's no capital available, they just turn on the printing presses at the Federal Reserve, which stokes inflation even more. We seem to have learned nothing from the worst economic crisis of the past 50 years that we've experienced during this so-called pandemic. What do you think about Mitch McConnell coming out and saying this is a win for Republicans because of all of the spending going to the military? Well, he went even, he, he said even more. He said he's proud. He's proud of this omnibus. I, I don't understand how someone can in good faith claim to be proud of a package filled with so much wasteful spending when they simply could have just passed a temporary spending bill to take us through Christmas and through New Year's and give conservatives coming into Congress a chance to rein in this spending. They could have come to an agreement 
they were certainly close. And sadly, so many of these Republicans joined forces with the leftists in the Senate to pass this. Yeah, and there was a couple of senators that came out last minute earlier in the week, Rand Paul being one of the leaders, I think Senator Braun, Senator Johnson, and they were very much trying to say, you know what, forget this, you know, 60 senator things. We need to go to two thirds vote to uh, get past this. And on top of that, we need to make sure anything that we spend is offset. So we need to know where this money is coming from. Two things that doesn't seem to have played out, but I think Rand Paul's on the right track that we need to be more responsible when it comes to our spending. And unfortunately, there's not enough senators that want to be responsible. And, and, you're, and they can't even claim that they needed to do this out of political expediency. If you look at the list of Republican senators, look at the states they were from. They were from red states, senator from Mississippi, Indiana, South Dakota, Alabama, Utah, Ohio, Alaska. The list goes on. These are Republicans from deep red states that chose to vote for this $1.7 trillion spending package. Mm, not good. I'm concerned. <laughs> the priorities are out of whack. And then what happens next? I mean, because uh, we're already spending like crazy. And for the most part, they get away with it. The The precedent yeah, well, is they can do it as many times as they want. And it just doesn't matter, which is not the best mindset to be in when you're spending someone else's money that you don't have to begin with. Yeah, well, think about this. We went through this entire election season with good folks like you and, and, and uh, sensible individuals realizing we need to get the country back on track. And Republicans won control of the House on that promise. And now Republicans have, in the Senate have joined with the leftists to ensure that when this new Congress comes in, there's pretty much nothing they can do over the next year about the spending because now it's approved for the entire following year through next September 30th. Yeah, let this be a lesson, too, with Rand Paul. He was so right. You had nine months to put this together. You wait and then have to get a 90-day extension. And then even after that, you wait to the last hours to print something in the middle of the night to get it out in front of people that you know are not going to read it just because they want to get it done before the new Congress steps in at the start of next year. What a ridiculous – it almost seems criminal the way they're acting with this. You know, uh, by the way, uh, Joel Griffith, if people wanted to find you, the Heritage Foundation, things like that, where can they look? Go to heritage.org and just key in federal budget – or any issue you're interested in, and particularly on this, and a wealth of information will will pop up. You do great work with the Heritage Foundation. This and many other topics, Joel Griffith, make sure to look him up on there. Thank you for coming on to St. Louis Radio. All right, thank you. Stay warm and stay safe. We will. Uh, a lot of people listening right now trying to stay warm. We're going to actually take some of your calls. So if you're traveling, I feel bad for you, but maybe you're in the passenger seat or whatever it is, and you can safely let us know what's the conditions like where you're at, uh, how much snow did you get, things like that. We want to take some of your calls and kind of get a snapshot of the area, and we'll do that after the break. We'll take a look at your traffic coming up next with Sue. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on 97.1 FM Talk. Have a Where your fingers and toes will freeze. Yeah, that's kind of what we're up against right now with the bitterly cold temperatures. Winter storm warning up until uh, later tonight. Wind chill advisory through the overnight into Saturday. Wind chill warning up until uh, Friday noon, and that could be extended. That's the type of temperatures we're looking towards right now. In St. Louis, it's about four degrees, but the wind chill makes it feel like 17 below zero. That's where we're at. Feels like 17 below. 
in St. Louis, and it's not going to get much better. What are the conditions where you're at? How do the roads look? Uh, is it uh, a lot of snow, no snow, any surprises? Call in 314-241-9797. Let us know where you may have traveled. Was it easy? Was it hard? Uh, what were you experiencing? We just want to get an idea of the region. And if you want to call us and just briefly tell us what you're experiencing, 314 241 9797. And wait and listen to if you hear someone call in a certain region and you live somewhere else, call in because we want to try to get a variety of some of these different regions. 314 241 9797. And Sue, don't you wish you were in Cape Girardeau right now? It's like summer, balmy, 18 degrees in Cape Girardeau. Those show offs. That's where it's, I know. And that's what it feels like is 18. It's actually a little bit. But, you know, the further south you go, you probably have seen the different blue colors on the map. We're kind of like on the tail end of this winter rush of cold air and anything south to us, not as impacted as we're seeing as like most of Missouri, mid-Missouri. Kansas City, by the way, feels like it's 30 below zero right now. So it's even worse out that way. So when you're watching the traffic cameras, how is everything looking right now? Is it just like what you'd expect or is there any places that look worse than others? Well, right now, uh, it depends on where you are, but uh, let's say the majority of them on the interstates You can see lanes because the snow is so dry. It's just blowing around. So uh, it's really not an issue where we've got packed snow. It's more of a blowing thing. But it's so cold that you really have to be careful and just watch your speed because you could hit a slick spot. So we're kind of just slow throughout the entire area. But it's always encouraging when I can see traffic lanes. 314-241-9797. Give us your experiences. Let us know what it's like where you are. So this kind of reminds me of like sand, right? In in some ways when it's kind of dry. You ever seen where you've been to like certain vacation spots and the sand's blown around? That's kind of what it feels like in a way. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what, Ryan? We still have a, a major issue, though, out west. It was eastbound 44, east of Lebanon. They had a very serious multi-vehicle accident, and they had to shut down the road in both directions. And people have been stuck out there for hours. Uh, they're and still there. They're still oh there. And Modot is saying, listen, the final exit you can take if you're going east is Lebanon. So wow. if you can exit before that, please do. And I'm sure everybody's scrambling with ways and everything else trying to figure out how to get around it. Are you sweating bullets if you're in one of those cars and you're looking at how much gas you have left and you're thinking to yourself, please, I want to get home. I just want to get home. Oh, my gosh. And and we had a discussion about this. What 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 happens when the world is electric vehicles and you run out of a charge? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Good luck. What do you do? Everyone's going to use a charging station at the same time. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Angie is on the line. Let's go to her first. Uh, welcome to 97.1. Angie, where are you and what are you seeing? We are in Troy, Missouri, and it's really, really cold. Uh, minus or three. It's three degrees right now. And the roads have been on most of the day. They're not icy. You can still see the yellow line somewhere, but uh, a lot of wind. Like you can see the, the wind blowing the snow around. So, yeah, it's chilly. Definitely chilly and windy and cold. Chilly willy. Did you actually travel? Were you out or are you just observing this from the window? No, I just got back. Yeah, I've made two or three trips out today. By the way, how are people driving in this? Are they being responsible in Troy? Oh, 
yeah, surprisingly, yes, they are. So, and I just moved from Virginia, which is the worst state of drivers. So, with that being said, <laughs> yeah, what? Exactly. That's not what I yes. hear. Uh, Angie, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's in Merry Troy. Uh, yeah. Anyone listening in other areas, we want to know what's the conditions like where you are. 314-241-9797. I visited Virginia once, and people said they are so polite in Virginia that a little old lady could fall asleep on the interstate, and people would not honk at her to wake her up. That's how polite they are in Virginia. Wow, that is not the case here. No, and how could she say they had the worst drivers are in Virginia? She hasn't lived here long enough, or she doesn't go into the city that often. <laughs> People being responsible. Is Troy just a more responsible area in no, that sense? I don't think so. We had a guy call in and said that he was in St. Peter's, and things look pretty good out there, too. It, it really is encouraging that you can see the highway or the interstate and that snow is just kind of blowy and blustery. Boy, it was so much worse when we get that heavy, wet snow. Oh, that's just the worst. I know. And, too, if if you did travel, did you see MoDOT? Were they clearing the roads pretty good? Have you seen a lot of utility trucks out there trying to do their thing? That's what I want to know about as well because sometimes I used to do the late-night shows, of course, and we would have these snowstorms, and MoDOT would say, oh, we're out there. We're working 24-hour shifts. And then people would call in and say, I haven't seen them one bit (laughs) the roads are terrible we're stuck out here i don't know what they're talking about plows so if they see something along those lines too i would wager st louis has some of the worst drivers i've ever seen i I don't know how anyone could beat st louis really all the places i've lived oh yeah have you seen worse well i don't know i guess i've been here long enough that i have nothing to compare it to except vacation and that doesn't count really Yep. We we did have a guy in uh, a person I should say I don't know who hit a uh, a county road truck earlier today, down yeah. at Hillsborough Road south of Highway Y. So you know that stuff is still going on. All right, all right. Maggie's on the line. Maggie, where are you calling in from, and what's it like out there? Hi, I'm on Highway 70 heading uh, to Lake St. Louis from Kansas City right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're coming from the. Cold oh, you're cold. coming in. Yeah, coming back in, we just did holidays with uh, my brother. So you're riding the storm. What's it like? It is actually very clear on Highway 70. Um, To get off at the gas stations, it's just a little bit slick. But right now we're on Highway 70, and it's completely perfect. I love it. You said Lake St. Louis, roughly? That's where you're at? You know, I will. Very safe drive. That is great. Uh, I'm looking Mm -hmm. at it, and of course, she's saying exactly what I'm seeing. 70 looks great from out west all the way in. It really doesn't get dicey on 70. It's really not that dicey in general, but anything east of 270 seems to be uh, where the issues are. Yeah. Um, Okay. Thank you very much for the call, Maggie. Appreciate that. All right. I need to know. Merry Christmas to you. Too bad we don't have interns. I would be curious how quick your tongue would stick to a pole in a time like this. I'm guessing instantly. Ryan. You think? Ugh. Christmas story-wise? Uh, of course, don't do that. I'm Please, don't anyone try it and say, I heard it on the radio, and then I'll get in trouble. Yes, but, you will. I know. It's so bad. I was actually describing that to my son, an eight-year-old, and I said, you know, that really happens, so don't even think about it, because you might think it's funny in the movies, it's not so funny when nope. the fire department has to come out and then take a slice of your tongue off to get this oh, thing loose. Ryan. You know, <laughs> I just don't do this. I know. You know, I just saw the uh, Christmas Story house yeah. uh, in Cleveland and did the, the the whole tour that you can do there. And somebody asked, "Hey, how did they film that with the pole? Because it looks real." And they said, "Oh, mm-hmm. it's a plastic pole that they painted up to look like metal." 
So now every time you look at it, you can know what happened. There it is. All right. Thanks for the calls. It looks like for the most part around the region, things have uh, calmed down with the snow. It's just bitterly cold. We'll take a look at your traffic update here in a moment. And Mary Elizabeth Coleman, incoming Missouri State Senator, joins us after the break on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.